There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. From P105 in Cincinnati, it's the Jesse and Anna podcast. Last night, I was in bed. Just, I had like just fallen asleep. You know, you just hit that moment Mm -hmm. when all of a sudden I hear gunshots outside of my apartment or so I thought they weren't really I don't want to alarm anyone they were not gunshots okay but in my almost half asleep brain they were gunshots like bah, bah, bah. and I jumped out of bed my apartment is in the basement <laughs> part of the apartment and there's a big window and it was right outside my window yeah jump under the bed I grab my phone and I'm like, oh my gosh, like I knew that I have to get out of this apartment. Like, this is crazy. This is happening right outside. And then I hear more of it and I realize that it was fireworks. Um, there were no gunshots, but mm. I did, in fact, lay underneath my bed for a good two minutes or so uh, before I realized that like no one was trying to shoot at me. And I instantly Snapchatted Jesse and I. Like, I did. It was like a scene. You remember the movie, The Blair Witch Project, where, or any scary movie where somebody's hiding in a closet and they're, <laughs> all you see is their face lit up by their phone. It's just like, I just thought weapons, guns were going off right now. And it was, I'm like, you weirdo. I was so scared. So I live, I live in Oakley. I don't live in like a bad area, but I will say my apartment maybe isn't the greatest. You could manage I to did, move on up. I would like to move out of the complex. Um, I think that'd probably be a good idea. And things have happened <laughs> in the area. That, you live in, in a real turd of an apartment. It's not I mean, great. So not and things have happened in that area that have alarmed, you know, have been alarming in the past. So that's why my brain went there. Uh, and when I heard it too, if you're a, if you're asleep and that wakes you up, it was like. Well, listen, hold on, hold on. You're talking to Mr. Crazy. Night Terror himself. I know, but at I least have, yours are Night Terror. Yeah, I but was you know what? Let me tell you something about Night Terrors. I think they're real for the first minute. Yeah. I wake up. I told you the story recently how I woke up, and I didn't think I could touch, put my feet on the floor because I thought I'd trigger the bomb. Yeah. <laughs> and there's footage. Serious. There's, uh, it might be a good day to post this footage. I've never posted it. There is video of me waking up. I'm barely clothed. And you see me on the edge of the bed, hovering my feet above the ground. I'm afraid to touch the ground because I thought it was going to blow up. Oh you remember gosh. that? I do remember you telling me. It's terrifying. Need, maybe you will post it. I will post it. There has Let's to be something funny that's coming. But that's night terrors. But I always wake I, up after about a minute and be like, Jesse, you weirdo. How embarrassing. I felt embarrassed even though I was completely alone in my bedroom by myself. And, and I was what, like, oh my gosh. And was the first thing she does is she... Just tells people about it. Like, <laughs> like you guys won't believe what I just did. I'm so embarrassed, but let me tell you what I, I mean, I was it. under the bed. 
hiding from the gunshots. I've never that weren't that. there, just fireworks. Okay, go follow us on our Instagram right yeah. now, Jesse Anna B105. Oh, I wish I had that photo you sent me. Do you have that? Did you save that under the bed photo? I'll have to check. Time? I don't think so. Okay. I'll, if I have it, I'll post it, but okay. I don't think so. But I'll go back and find that photo or that video of where I was having the night terror and I thought yeah. the floor was lava. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's do that. I'll post it. Uh, follow us, Jesse Anna B105 on Instagram. Anna, you know I'm a rule follower. Yeah. I had to make a decision earlier on today when somebody was trying to be nice at a four-way stop and I chose to accept their uh, their kindness, but I was also kind of irritated and disgruntled at the same time because they were breaking the rules of the road. Oh boy. All right. Pulled up to a four-way stop. This car had beat me there. They had the right of way. They were to my left and I was going straight. And they had been there for like two or three seconds before I got there. Yeah. I, I slow down. I stop at the stop sign and they start flashing their lights like, you know, you go, you go. Ugh. And that irritates me so. Yeah, me too. Does it? Okay. Yeah. So instead of waving and saying thank you, I just went. And that was my way of being like, okay, well, I'm going to accept your kindness, but I am not going to thank you for doing what you weren't supposed to do. My question is, if you would have been in that car and I didn't wave at you, what would you have done? But it sounds like you wouldn't have waved me along in the first place. No, I would have still, I would, in my head, I would have been like, oh my gosh, like you don't need to do, we're not trying to be nice right now. We're right. at a four-way stop. But I still would have waved at them and said, thank you. No, there's consequences. But if I was the car that let you go and you didn't give me a wave after doing that, I would have. Well, I can't say it over the air because I would have probably cussed you out. Like, I did not that. wave. <laughs> I was like, no, I get irritated because it, sometimes I, it, it depends on my day. No, because people, then they just think it's, a, I, it's such a weird argument for me to have because they are trying to do something yeah. nice for me, but it's a problem because we have rules for a reason. So if they try to let me go and then I'm like, no, no, you go. And then all of a sudden they start moving and then I do. And then somebody gets in an accident and another car shows up yeah. and it's like, just do what you're supposed to do. I understand that. Here's what I will say though. I think I've possibly been guilty of waving somebody on at a four-way stop when maybe I did arrive there just a second or two before them, but my brain didn't process it or I was kind of an autopilot. So I'm like, oh gosh, were That's they here or was I here? So I just waved them on to say, yeah. you go. That's not this situation. This Are you is sure? a hundred percent. How do you know they weren't on autopilot and they just no 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 no? Maybe you Anna, clearly Anna, saw. Anna, I was still probably thirty feet away and I saw them pull up and stop. I'm saying they, they had multiple seconds to wait. They were just like, um, I always let people go. I'm going to wave them on. I'm I like, know. stop doing that. Maybe they try to do one good deed a day. It's not and a that good was deed. Their good deed. It's and a you, bad deed. They think it's good. Went through. Follow no the wave. rules. I agree with you. It's annoying, but if I know that their intentions were good, I'm not going to, I'm going to try not to get mad. I know. It, I'm like, at okay, the end of the day, intentions were good. it's just because I'm such a good, it's such a rule follower. And it, it and by the way, I break <laughs> plenty of rules. So Do you though? I know this. Well, I, yeah, I speed. Oh, <laughs> Anna, don't make fun of me. Big risk taker over here. What, five miles over? I mean, I'm not going to, you know what? The occasional eight. More than that. How do you think okay. I make it to Iowa in six hours or less? I mean, come on, you don't do that doing uh, 65. It's your bad boy side. All right, calm down. Oh, this is going to be something that I don't know if me and you are going to agree on, Anna. I'm wondering myself, actually. You and I are on opposite sides of the fence on a lot of things. Yeah. I, I, something tells me we're going to disagree, but maybe I'm wrong. Okay. Carrollton, Kentucky, the school district down there has just announced 
that for the upcoming uh, school session, that it will be implementing a brand new cell phone policy where the students will be able to have to turn in their cell phones before class. Yeah. They cannot have their cell phone during class, and then they will be able to get them after the class is over, in between, period, during lunch and transitional yeah. periods, and the teachers are going to hold the phones in clear containers with compartments. And they say they're doing this to promote better concentration, more meaningful connections, and boost academic performance or achievement. And I... When I heard that this was a thing, yeah. my first Statman told me about it. My first thought was, "Wait a second, kids, do they get to just hold onto their phones in classes now?" I didn't know that. Really? You didn't know? You didn't realize? Well, and yeah. see, back in my day, no, back in my day, we didn't have. Uh, well, we had cell phones. We but- had no cell phones, so I, I didn't grow. I grew. I, I graduated in two thousand one, so I was right on the cusp of cell phones really being a thing that everybody okay. had. I didn't. I nobody. Nobody in our high school had a phone at any time. Okay. So when I hear that kids get to have it i'm like whoa in my mind that's kind of crazy because i know kids want to be on their phones all the time i would yeah so i'm like cool yeah that would promote a concentration for sure so my opinion as a person that has no kids has no skin in the game whatsoever i think it is a great idea Okay, you're right. We do disagree. Um, now, when I was in high school, we did have cell phones, but I would say the more than half of students had like the little flip phones or so they weren't smartphones. Right. All you could really do was call and text on these phones. Occasionally, you might have someone with a smartphone, but not really. So I will say that my experience was a little bit different than I'm assuming what it is now with kids having smartphones where they can literally do anything on that. So I, I get where the school's coming from, but I think it's a bad idea. I do think that is it's personal and property. Like that's the student's phone. They shouldn't have to ever give that up. They should be able to have them on on it on them at all times. Obviously they don't if want they pull it out during class, then okay, then it's an issue. But So uh, yeah, there's just, the problem, right? But like listen, they don't let they aren't going to let a kid walk in with an iPad playing Netflix the entire class. That's a massive well, destruction. Correct. And that would also be the kid's property. So where do you draw the line? Well, you should just put it in your backpack, put it in your purse, put it in your pocket. With the cell phone? Yeah. Well, do let me ask you this. Do you think they would be implementing that policy if that is what kids were already doing? Uh, no, I, I, again, I see why they're doing it. I think my mind always goes to worst case scenario. Let's say there is a fire drill that goes off. Well, guess and what? Then everyone's got a <laughs> file outside. So then a kid isn't able to maybe text their parents and let them know what's going on. Well, you know what I mean? I think of, I think of those situations where we live in a different world. We don't live back in. T- I'm Bradley trainer. And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called blinded by the item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like this. A list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. 2001 when no one had cell phones. Now... But they have things in place for those. The parents find out very quickly when there's been... You know, I'm sure... I don't know. I'm, I'm assuming parents get alerts via text if their do. fire alarm goes I off or know. something. I have no idea. But let me tell you my experience when I went to Kevin Hart at the Nutter Center a couple of months ago. I know. And that nobody could use cell phones. And I was like, I don't know what this is going to be like. And it was amazing. 
It was like nobody was looking down. People were focused, and that was a comedy act. So imagine as a teacher, the thought of having all your kids' attention. Undivided attention. Would be like very throwback, like, whoa, that's cool. I agree. That side of it is a beautiful thing. I, maybe this is me just being like a stupid millennial, but I really do think that we don't live in that world anymore. Like, if we just don't. I, I think everyone wishes that we did or we could, but like we don't. You, you are. I think that's how I look at it. You are like, definitely going the worst case scenario that route. World is but gone. I think, but I think there's a way to talk around that. But we want to know what you think. Um, I think kids should definitely be allowed to have a cell phone in school because there's been plenty of times where my children's school have had lockdowns and we were not told until afterwards. And my kids were freaking out in the school. We've had bomb threats. We've had gun threats. I think they should. Uh, definitely be able to call their parents and let them know what's going on okay uh yeah yeah i don't yeah i like i don't i don't i didn't know how that works are, so um, yeah are, are you supposed to be notified when those things happen right away or is it just kind of like um a- I, I think you're supposed to be notified but they don't do it until they deem it appropriate and sometimes that's too late i see so as a parent you like having that information uh, as fast as possible. As fast as possible. So, as, so, yeah. So, for that reason alone, if you you think it's okay for them to have their phones, even though it might be causing distraction and, and maybe affecting the quality of learning throughout the day. Um, I think if it's put in your backpack or in your pocket or wherever during the day when learning is going on, that's one thing. But my kids use their phone for calculators, for you know everything. But I think as long as it's not causing distraction, it's fine. But we, you do need it for emergency. I'm, I'm definitely team Anna on this because we don't live in that same world. I mean, there's active shooter drills. There's all sorts yeah. of things that go on at the school that the kids need to be able to reach. And mom needs to be able to reach the kids. Yeah. Or dad. Okay. Yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. Thanks for calling. Thank you. See ya. I feel like the old man here. My my literal first when she said kids are using their phones for calculators, I'm just like, well. are they going to do that? Like we had like real calculator. Like I I don't uh, yeah. know. Like I don't. Sometimes I wonder if like from my perch of a person with no kids and not knowing any kids in school that it's easy for me to be like, no, you don't need your phone. Like you know, there's ways to get a hold of you know, uh, parents. Well, no, I mean neither of us have kids, so both of our opinions are kind of just we're like, well, I think this. Only a parent's opinion, I would say, really matters. But then at the same point, I, I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, they wouldn't implement this rule if there wasn't, like, maybe test scores are going down. They're like, we got to do something. Like, yeah. Uh, I don't know. But yeah. we have a teacher on the phone who wishes to remain anonymous but has an opinion on this. What's going on? Okay. So um, I think that there's a happy medium. So having... Taking the kids' phones, collecting them in class, I completely understand where parents' concerns are with bomb threats and everything like that. But it is very, very hard to teach without there being some structure in place. So students are on their phones, Snapchatting, watching YouTube, watching Netflix, whatever they may be doing. And it's very, very, very hard to teach content when you constantly have to tell them to put their phones away. So I, I think that, like, maybe something like keeping them put away in your backpacks, but students don't follow that. So I think that's why the school has gone that to that next extreme. Yeah. I don't, I don't know that. I don't know what the, (sighs) I don't know what the compromise is. I don't know if there is one. Yeah. 
I was just even I know, like it's so it, hard because I've battled it myself too, and it's so hard because they don't. It's a battle every single day to try and get them to keep them away, and so much cheating. And we do give them calculators and everything, but they still use the device that they have at their hands. And if I was in school right now and I had access to my phone, <laughs> I would be so distracted. I'd be like I mean, yeah. Reddit. I'd be on Reddit, the website. I'd be snapping. I'd be text. I know myself. I can't not. I'm I'm constantly looking at my phone at work. I I mean I would be the same way. I'm not arguing that with you. I wish there was a way to have like something on your phone where it would only allow calls and texts for a period of time. That'd be kind of cool. And then you could put it in, then like maybe the school has to check that everyone has oh. that on their phone. And well, you know like, what? Okay, you can keep it, but all you That's can do is so call. So funny text you say there. that because at our work. I know a lot of workplaces have this now. It's like the authentication to check your email or whatever. Yeah. Like they can do things on your phone to make it, you know, so you can only access email a certain way or whatever. I could see if they, yeah, like parental controls were activated during the school day or during when you're within a certain classroom. It's like, yeah, in this room, this is a texting and calling zone. Room like, only. In texting, I mean, obviously that's distracting too, but it's not as bad as like, Netflix. That's what know? I mean. When I was going to school, and you had a flip phone and you could text. Kids did that, but yeah. smartphones is a whole nother ballpark. It's crazy. This is a crazy debate. Yeah. Jesse and Anna's Truth Jar. Okay, I've got the Truth Jar right here. It's Anna's turn to answer a question. Right. All of these, all these questions have been written, and uh, they're all to get a little honesty out of you or me. Thank goodness it's your turn to answer the question. Here you go. Here's the question, Anna. What is the worst? Uh, trouble that you ever got in as a kid. <laughs> oh, gosh. We've heard a couple I, of these stories. I know. I have so many. So I don't know if this... I've got a story that comes directly to mind, though, and I don't know if it's the worst, but here we go. When I was young, I had a favorite cousin. You know that cousin that is around your age? Yeah. And you guys are best friends. So every time she'd come over to my house, I wanted her to stay the night. So mm. we'd always try to come up with these plans and these plots of how can we convince our parents to let you stay? Right. Well, one, there was one occasion that my grandma was babysitting us and it was getting about that time where she was going to have to go home and they said, no, you can't have a sleepover tonight. And we're like, yeah, I don't think so. Let's figure a way. We're like, why don't we hide from them? And then that way oh, you'll have to stay because no. we, we'll be hidden. And both of you? Both of us. And we decided to take my little brother as collateral. <laughs> oh, no. So he was probably, I don't know, oh, three or four. He no. was young. So we're like, we'll take him too. So that way we, we really got this going. We had just, at my parents' house, they had just gotten their basement redone. And so there was a new bathroom down there and the light switch was kind of like hidden off to the side. Okay. So just, that's important for the story. So me and my cousin were like, why don't we hide in the new bathroom in the shower? And we were so young that we thought we could live in there. We're like, we'll bring water bottles and we're just going to live in here forever. And like... This is it. Survive, sir. We're going to survive here. Yep. And so we did. We took my little brother. We brought like blankets. We had like water bottles and snacks. We were ready to live down there forever. And not long goes by when we start to hear my grandma yelling for us. And she's going around. You could tell she was panicked. She even came up to that bathroom door. But again, the light switch was hidden. So she couldn't find it. She yelled in the bathroom. Mm. And we just got real quiet. And we hid. And we didn't say anything. And she didn't. She thought we weren't in there. So then she ends up calling my cousin's mom, my aunt had to drive over and then we just hear voices like panicked yelling like Anna Alyssa that was my cousin's name like freaking out 
a while goes by, my little brother, who's about four years old, starts crying, and he's like, I can't do this anymore. And he runs out, even though we tried to stop them. And this is probably after, I don't know, a good hour, two hours. Like, it was a very long time. Uh And my grandma, when my brother ran up, had the phone in her hands, was getting ready to get the police over. They thought we had been kidnapped. This is unreal. Because a car had, like, driven by Uh the house a few hours earlier, and they're like, that car probably kidnapped them. And uh, needless to say, my cousin didn't stay the night. We, I think we were like banned from seeing each other for a bit of time. Anna, that's awful. Um, it's crazy because my poor awful. sweet thank grandma. Your, uh, thank God for your little brother. So my grandma always brings that up. She's like, I can't, you guys about killed me. They about gave me a heart Listen, attack. as a person <laughs> that thought that my twin brother was abducted in London <laughs> oh, yeah. and spent hours yeah. thinking he had been abducted and stolen away from me. Yeah. Your brain starts going crazy. So Mm -hmm. your grandma, she probably didn't think anything about the car earlier on in the day. But you go missing, and now she's trying to replay events in her head. She's like, oh, that car did drive by kind of slow. I know. That was an awful She was in tears. I mean, my aunt, my grandma, they were both in tears. I would have been so mad at you if I was your grandma. I remember as a kid, me and my cousin, we still thought it was... Not that big of a deal. We're like, come oh, on, really? You guys are no. crying? <laughs> That's really bad. Yeah, I got in a lot of trouble for that. Dang. So, but. That supersedes <laughs> every story you've ever told me that you got in trouble with your parents. It li- does it? Like, yeah. It like, might you, be hot, you sneak out of the house. You go do things that you're not supposed yeah. to do. But this one, they thought you were gone. They thought you we were kidnapped. That's like a triple Amber Alert. It's, <laughs> I know. It was so bad. You would have been in so much trouble this so day. So bad. You did it again. Taylor Swift has given bonuses of $100,000 to her truck drivers for her tour that she's that on. That is so crazy. Now, granted, she's right? made a ton of money. She has, but still, like, that's nice. She didn't have to do it. That's great. That's crazy Thanks. for truck drivers. Yeah. And I told Anna this story a little bit earlier, and she's like, oh, my gosh, like, I want to be a truck driver for a celebrity. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm like, uh, I don't know. My stepdad, I know a lot of people that truck. My buddy Brian does it. My stepdad, Bruce, is a truck driver for over 30 years. Yeah. And I've got him on the phone. I figured this would be a good time to uh, get you a real trucker on the phone okay. so you can hear how this works. Bruce, when it comes to trucking, it's not all sunshine and rainbows, is it? Yes. Tell Anna in the real world, what are some of the downsides of being a truck driver? Uh, being gone. You want to be gone, Anna? Like, Can you okay, imagine being like alone for how, days at a time? Well, how long are you usually gone on average? Or, like, what's the longest stretch, maybe? Uh, at least Sunday, come on Friday. Wait a second. So you're only home, like, one day? One and a half day. You have to get on Friday midday and leave Sunday about noon, two o'clock. Oof, okay. That leaves little time for bar hopping. Um, <laughs> okay. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Okay, uh, what about the sleeping situation? Do you have it, like, do you stop at a hotel or? Uh, both, sleep in the truck or hotel, whatever you, whatever you want to do. What's it look like when you sleep in the truck? Like, where, are you just leaning your chair back? No, 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 I got the, the, the t- it's got a custom-made mattress in the back. Oh, well, I can work with that now. It's like a little Hello, bunk Tom. in the back. It's a bunk, you got like a little TV. Yeah. That's right. You got a mini fridge in there? I do. We got a little cooler in here, yep. Oh, all right. I don't know, Jess. You were trying to talk me out of it. This isn't sounding too bad now. And all don't right. forget about weigh stations. Oh. Oh, got to love them. I don't know much about a weight station, to be honest with you. Is it going to be a problem if my luggage is, like, packed to the brim, or? 
Oh my god, no, Anna. No, uh, okay. <laughs> Are they weighing my luggage? You, you pass them on the highway all the <laughs> oh, time. You okay. don't have to stop, but it'll oh, say right. way station and all right. semis have to pull over and yeah, get weighed. I've seen that. So, yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. But they're if not I weighing overpack, their luggage. All right. They're all weighing right. how much is oh gosh. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Thank you, Bruce. Thanks. Absolutely. See ya. Yeah, just get ready to start taking your showers at Flying J's, you know? <laughs> I don't. Well, he said he can stop at a hotel occasionally. You know what? That might be my plan. I don't know how often truckers stop. I know there's a ton of truckers that just sleep in their truck all the time. Sleeping in a hotel would be a nice plus. Yeah. No, I, I've I've heard of that. To be honest with you, I've never seen the inside. What do you call that? The truck part of cab. it? Oh, I've never been inside yeah, of a cab of a truck to see it. Sleeper. See, it's sleeper. a sleeper truck. I would be kind of interested to see what that looks like. I have no idea. The wait stations, I've seen them on the highway, but I never knew what was going down. If there's a trucker that would like to pull their big rig into our parking lot, preferably yeah, without a trailer, Anna would like to climb up in your cab. <laughs> Take a look. <laughs> Gonna be an OTR over the road trucker. <laughs> I'm gonna get pulled over. ASAP. Oh, it won't last very long. Erica, what's up? I hope it goes well and don't forget to renew your tags. <laughs> oh, girl, oh, I'm already lost the job. There's dang. no way. And I'll be driving down the road. Do it <laughs> <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. I'd be away from family for that long. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I, I, yeah, I don't think. I don't think they're going to hire me. I'm no. just being honest. Oh, <laughs> Kids will be driving down the road. You're like trying to honk your horn for them, but also like keep your eyes on the road. Doing my mascara. Doing all these this things. not no. a good idea. You're not, you're not cut out for it. Okay? I know. I wonder if people believe me when I tell them things on the radio about me, like the little quirks of mine. Yeah. Yesterday, I admitted, I said, when I run into people that uh, in public that I know, but they don't see me, Yeah. I will wait till they're... They've moved along, so we will not have an interaction <laughs> unless it's a really close friend of mine or something like right. that. Uh, somebody was walking into Starbucks yesterday, somebody I knew, and I'm like, well, I'm just going to sit here and let them pick their mobile order up, and oh, here they come back out, walking into their van, and time for me to go in. So you could avoid them. I admitted this yesterday. So I leave here. I get off the air. I go over to Kroger, and in the parking lot, uh, my neighbor from directly across the street from me. She goes, howdy, neighbor. Rolls her window down. I'm like, oh, hey. She goes, haven't talked to you in a while. Oh, no. Uh, yeah. And then I get my truck. I drive over to Kroger Fuel, which is right there here in Oakley. And I'm parked at the pump and I hear her voice. She's up at the customer service desk asking a question. And I literally backed up. And so that the pump would hide me because I was like, I don't want to have that moment again. Like, hey, there you are again. Oh, my God. It's so awkward for me. So I literally just like let her do her business there. And as soon as she was done, I kind of, you know, I continued on and paid for my gas. Big sigh relief. <sighs> I know. Well, it, earlier. I so antisocial. I'm really not. It's just these little quirks like that. Well, earlier, Jesse said, I feel like it was karma because I yeah. talked about how I try to avoid people. Karma came along like, oh, you don't like to see people you know out in public? Here you go. Boom, boom. You know what? The, <laughs> and she's going to see you first. The only thing that would have made that worse is if she would have seen me to go, what, are you following me around? You know, like <laughs> joking? Like, <laughs> no, I swear that. I'm not. I'm the last person. <laughs>
<laughs> All right. I do hate that. Yeah. Okay. That's a little cheesy. Jesse, I've been driving around with expired tags on my uh, vehicle for uh, several months now, but I, no more. Today, I finally got that fixed. I have the correct like vehicle little registration sticker, sticker on Congratulations. there. Congratulations. Um, but I did try to sort of get away with the fact that it was late mm-hmm. and it didn't work. So I wrote out a check and I mailed in my registration to get the sticker in the mail rather uh-huh. than have to, to go up to the BMV or whatever. And I dated the check the month that it should have been renewed. So like, that way it didn't look like it was late. Like, so May. May. I dated the check May 15th, which was like 10 days before. <laughs> Anna. Hold on, hold on, hold on. And I mailed it in that way. And I thought in my head, I'm like, this might work. I might get away with this. But instead, I got a rejection letter stating that I did, in fact, owe a $10 late fee, which isn't bad, um, the other day. And I'm like, all right, I guess I have to go in and get it changed. But I did try. And I'm like, that doesn't work. Let me tell you something. They don't care. They, they, the they want your money. I know. All they do is want your money. And by the way, when you dropped it in the mail... They it put has a postage mark. I know. Can I tell you a lesson I learned about 15 years ago what? and it changed my life? Buy your plates online. Okay. Oplates.com. I figured it out because I wait. I was a little late doing it one year and I had a new sticker coming in the mail, but it hadn't shown up yet. And I got pulled over yeah, for expired registration. About. And that's when uh, one of my coworkers was like, just do it online. It's free. Yeah, but how do you get the sticker? You can't print out the sticker. They mail you the sticker. You renew it online and they mail you the sticker. So you still have to wait. You have to wait, but you don't have to mail. But but you don't have to wait for them to receive your check in the mail. Oh, okay. You do it all online. So at least it would get the process. And probably if I had done it online and I tried to uh, Uh purchase it, they would have said, oh, $10 late fee right now. Yes, they would. Yeah. So whatever. I paid it. I got the sticker on there. It felt good to put that on. Did you put the sticker on your license plate like crazy people do where they have like all of their stickers in random places on the license no, plate? No, I put them all. I put it over top of the last year. Good, good, yeah. good. I'm not crazy, Jesse. I see people do that sometimes. I'm like, is there a misunderstanding how this works or are you really off your rocker? I mean, what are the rules? There aren't any. You just I do think there you are want. somewhere, probably in some huh. big book in Columbus. But what? You're like six months late? No problem. Well, $10. You broke the rules. Yeah. <laughs> Jesse and Anna's emotion of the day. My emotion this evening is one of relief. I feel so good that I finally have the correct uh, vehicle registration sticker on my license plate. Mm. I've just been riding around crazy for several months. And you know what else? It was one of those tasks where when I finally went in and, and got it done, I left thinking, wow, that wasn't so bad. It was, that was actually rather easy. A couple of people sent us messages and they're like, they're, I don't know which Meyer, somebody said the Meyer and Forest Park, you, there's like a kiosk. You can just go up and do it. Which is m- mind blowing to me. I've never heard of that. So I might yeah. check that out next year. Um, she did the, the woman at the, is it the BMV or DMV? I never know. I don't know. Uh, at the counter, she said, would you like to just renew this for one year or would you like to make it for an extended period of time? Oh, I always do one year. Me too, just because I, I didn't want to pay it. But I know. Think of the relief that that would give you just to have it done for a while. But what if for some reason you have to move or something like that? And then it's all like, do you, oh, I don't think a, you get a refund. You probably don't. I don't know. Hmm, that's a good point. Okay. Uh, my emotion of the day is uh, humor. I'm humored oh. today because we've been taking entries 
for people to hang out with us for our one-year on-air anniversary, which is coming up August 15th. But the party's going to be at the Luke Bryan concert, and people have been yeah. entering. And we've asked them, why do you want to hang out with me and Anna at Riverbend, and why do you want to see Luke Bryan? And we have had a number of people answer that question by saying something along the lines of what Tammy said a little bit ago in an email. Let me read it to you verbatim. Okay. Tammy said, I want to see if Jesse really is stuck up. <laughs> Everyone says that he does not talk to anyone, that he is shy, and I just want to see if he really is stuck up or if he really is shy. <laughs> I love these two. They're my favorites. They are so funny. Thank you, Tammy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I think it's mostly just shy. Mostly. I don't think I'm stuck up. <laughs> You're not. No, I don't. You're not. It comes off. Sometimes when people are shy and quiet, people take that as, oh, they think they're better. It's like, no, they just don't have anything to say. I mean, somebody else in a different email. This was, who was this? Linda. Linda, same question. Why do you want to come party on the Canes party deck? And she goes, because Jesse is unsociable. We want to meet him. Who would have thought? I think people are trying to fix me. Or people, they want to meet you more because they hear that you don't talk or you're quiet. So yeah. they almost want to meet you more to see like, is oh. that true? Or maybe to see if they can break you. That's what I'm saying. Stand they're strong. Like, they're like, watch, watch him not talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> see about that. You're going to uh, start getting called out. So uh, keep entering. If you want to be, uh, if you want to hang out with us at that Luke Bryan concert, you can do that at B105.com. Uh, we're going to choose another winner tomorrow night at 510. All right. All right. That's it. We're heading out of here for the night. I'm going to take Jackson on a walk if it's not too hot out. Okay. Hey, it's Jesse and Anna. Thank you for listening to our podcast. If you enjoyed listening, you can hit the subscribe button. You can listen to us anywhere you get your podcasts. And also, don't forget, we are live in Cincinnati weekdays from 3 to 7 Eastern. Stream us at B105.com.